Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Breaking news, WABC. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, just getting a briefing recently, 22 Americans have been killed in Israel, 17 Americans unaccounted for and may be held hostage by Hamas. They say that definitely Americans are being held hostage by Hamas. Some very sad news. We have all the developments today here on Cats and Cosby. John Katsimatidis is joining us remotely. And also we have in studio, we have Common Sense Democrat Judge Richard Weinberg, also former New York City Deputy Mayor Rudy Washington. And we have a huge lineup. We have Newt Gingrich. Also, we're going to go right to Israel to Brigadier General Amir Avivi, Victoria Coates, and a lot more on the show. Uh, John Katz, uh, boy, what uh, sad news and what a tenuous time in the world. Well, right now what I'm seeing on on CNN, CNN says, you know, somebody is conspiring to do this. And let me know who believes it or doesn't believe it. CNN is now saying that Iran was surprised. They were totally surprised that Hamas did this. That is ridiculous. John, that is so ridiculous. I can't even, it makes my eyes bleed, my head explode. Yeah, we're laughing here. This is incredible, John. That's a Washington. Well, that's what CNN is saying. CNN is carrying water for them, John. That's absolutely ridiculous. CNN is reporting to somebody because I don't think, uh, I don't think very many people really believe that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, John, by the way, that comes. Uh, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation put out a message to their staffers saying, don't use the word terrorist. It's not nice to describe Hamas as terrorists. Are you kidding me? Those are Washington talking points. That's all that is. Well, it's pathetic. It is. It is pathetic. And, John, did you see also today uh, John Kirby, who is, of course, uh, one of the White House spokespeople, came out in the briefing. And he was asked, what about Iran? Clearly, well, Iran definitely is the big backer of Hamas. They do all this stuff for Hamas. But we can't directly connect Iran right now, so we're not going to really bring up Iran. I mean, John, this is pathetic. Well, you know... Look, John Kerry was a friend of mine for a long time, but I, but I think I, I see his markings in it, and uh, I, I, I just, you know, I worry about the United States of America, I, and that's it. And I worry about our country right now. Why don't you go to the Brigadier General and see what he says? Yeah, absolutely. And John, great point because we are really worried about the homeland too. And joining us as we go right to Israel is retired IDF, of course, that's the Israeli Defense Forces Brigadier General Amir Avivi. Uh, General Avivi, it's a real honor to have you here. I know you're right there in Israel. Um, first off, 
these images of what we have seen have been horrific. Some new images coming out today, General. I know you know them, and the world is just heartbroken to see these images. They attacked a children's hospital. And they're also talking about, of course, what happened in these kibbutzes where they raped women, beheaded kids. These are savages, General. Yeah, definitely they are savages. They have massacred more than 800 civilians. They killed children. They burned people alive. They decapitated children. They did atrocities. You know, the last time the Jewish people suffered something like that was in the Holocaust. And then this is why an hour or two after this began, already Israel declared a state of war. We haven't declared a state of war since the Yom Kippur War 50 years ago. So this... General, I think we lost the general. We're going to get him back. Uh, you know what you just heard, John, where he was saying uh, this is a state of war. I mean, these images are, are gut-wrenching, John. And we have some folks who are still protesting shouting these horrific things against Israel. Uh, Judge Weinberg, they're putting them on equal par. And Rita, just make sure you ask the general um, uh, about uh, what CNN is saying and see what he says about that. Yeah, absolutely. We were hoping to get there. I think we're getting him back on the line here, John, because, of course, as you can imagine, uh, the communication's tough, but we're getting him back here. Judge Weinberg? Rita, you're absolutely right. This moral equivalency, somehow the victim is on the same moral level as the aggressor as a terrorist, is absolutely shocking. Any decent person will reject that. The problem is you have a lot of these young kids here in the United States who just don't know any better and are embracing the Hamas cause. They really want to endorse people who chop their heads off of little infants? I mean, what is wrong with these people? Where is their moral conscience? Well, uh, Judge, I would say... Did we get the general back yet? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, then I would say, you know, I might be an outlier on this, but I don't see how this is going to be resolved without dealing with Iran. And why we're moving Iran closer closer to a nuclear bomb is beyond me. I would ask the president or anybody in his administration, do they believe for one second they will not use a nuclear bomb? Yeah, absolutely. We understand we got the general back, you guys. Brigadier General Amir Avivi. Uh, General, thank you very much. I know the situation's very tough there, as you can imagine, where the world is watching. I got to ask your question. There, there's a report on CNN uh, that's stunning all of us, General, that says that Iran was actually surprised about these attacks. That's what CNN is claiming. What is your reaction? Hamas is an Iranian proxy funded by Iran, guided by Iran. And uh, Iran, basically, when they understood that the U.S. is building an alliance, a Western-Israeli-Sunni alliance, by normalizing uh, relations between Israel and Saudi Arabia and extending that much more, Indonesia, Oman, Pakistan, the Iranians decided they're going to disrupt this process that is intended to really build a coalition that will be able to to challenge the front, the Iranian-Russian-Chinese front. And the Iranians basically ordered Hamas to launch this attack. This is exactly what happened. It's all about Iran. 
Yeah, is there any doubt in your mind? I mean, it, I, I'll tell you, that is a shocking comment uh, that CNN would put it out there. And it seems like even people in our administration seem to be making excuses for Iran. Your thoughts, General? Well, as I said, this is all Iran made. Iran is the boss of Hamas. Iran is training Hamas. It's funding Hamas. And it's also taking the decisions. And Hamas cannot do something like that. They cannot carry an attack like that without the consent of Iran. It doesn't work like that. They are fully coordinated. General, it's Judge Richard Weinberg, sir. Obviously, our thoughts and prayers are are with you and the Israeli people. But what I don't understand is if I were the leadership of Saudi Arabia and I saw what was going on, this would drive me quicker to make an alliance with Israel, because that's the only bulwark they're going to have. If they're, if Israel is not successful, Saudi Arabia is next. What do you say? Well, definitely. I mean, the Saudis want this, and they want something that is now happening. We see the, the, the U.S. bringing warships. We see, finally... Uh, posing a credible military threat on Iran and Hezbollah. This is what we need. We need American leadership in the Middle East. And I think that after we destroy Hamas, and Israel is going to destroy Hamas. When we finish this war, there will be no more Hamas in Gaza. Not Hamas and not Palestinian Islamic Jihad. We are going to, on the offense in the coming days, and eventually, there will be no Hamas in Gaza. You know, General Avivi, everyone is so worried about this, obviously, uh, these images of Israelis and Americans and others taken hostage. Uh, the White House just came out and said that they there are definitely American hostages held by the Hamas terrorists right now. How are, how are you guys going to get them out? Uh, Americans and Israelis, we know that there's like 150 hostages. This is really... Uh, tough stuff. So we're in a state of war. And in a state of war, you first win decisively. And then you deal with that. I believe that since we are going to destroy Hamas, we're going to go inside Gaza. And there is a fairly good chance that we'll manage to, to reach them and liberate them. And I really hope that this will be the case. And we managed to do that. But now we're putting this aside and concentrating on a decisive win and the complete destruction of Hamas. And, uh, John, do you have a question for General Amir Avivi, who's over there in Israel? Uh, General, there's uh, many rumors going around that uh, equipment, uh, United States equipment from Ukraine or Afghanistan, uh, it was being used against the Israelis. Can you confirm or deny or really don't know? I don't know that this is the case. And I want to take the opportunity to thank uh, President Biden for sending us uh, all the equipment we need in order to continue the fight uh, against Hamas. I, I would say this. There are a lot, a lot of weapons in Ukraine. Some of them go to the black market. Some of them um, could make their way to the Middle East, but most of the weapons we are actually seeing, which are American, are coming from Afghanistan. 
not from uh, Ukraine. Oh, so that's, wow, so that's interesting. that is and, interesting. And you think, one more thing, Rita. Do you think that $6 billion that we gave them uh, gave them incentives to, uh, in other words, they didn't need the money, whether they're using their own money instead of the $6 billion, it, it gave them confidence to, 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 to launch an attack? I think that the problem uh, is started with the DICPOA and the, and the big amount of money that was released to the Iranians. They, they used this money to build Hezbollah. They used this money to weaponize Hamas. And now we see what, what, what is the result of that. I, I think that the $6 billion, it's not because of the timing. It's not something that they really managed to do something with yet. But definitely the Iranians have got a lot of money through the JCPOA. And now we see the repercussions. Yeah. And as you see, it's terrible. It is disastrous. Uh, well, Brigadier General Amir Avivi, uh, we love you. And we are uh, obviously thinking of you and your men and women, your courageous men and women over there. Uh, word is that it looks like a ground offensive could start very soon. And uh, we would love to keep uh, in touch with you and keep you posted. you got to come back on here on the show. Sure, definitely. And I want to say something. It's amazing to see how resilient, how strong is the Israeli society. We have mobilized 300,000 soldiers. It's the biggest amount in our history. In every unit, 150% people arriving. We have too many people who cannot even give equipment to all of them. Everybody wants to fight. People are coming from all over the world. Israelis are returning back to Israel to join the fight. And it's amazing to see how united and strong Israel is. Absolutely. One thousand percent. General, thank you. Uh, We are so uh, just in awe of the spirit of the Israeli people. Thank you very, very much. Uh, and now let's go to former House Speaker Newt Gingrich uh, joining us here on the show. Um, Newt, um, John is joining us remotely. We also have Judge Richard Weinberg. We also have former New York City Deputy Mayor Rudy Washington. Uh, Newt, first your reaction on Israel and, and everything that's happening here. We just also heard, I don't know if you heard, Newt, but we uh, heard from the former uh, IDF uh, Brigadier General, Amir Avivi, who's right there in Israel, and he was saying that a lot of the weapons from Afghanistan are ending up there, uh, you know, U.S. equipment uh, being used by Hamas. That is really troubling. Well, I think it's predictable. I, I want to wait and see how much evidence, how many weapons. But the objective fact is that uh, if you're a terrorist organization, why wouldn't you, um, you know, be willing to buy from the Taliban? And if you're the Taliban, what would make you happier than to take the American weapons and sell them to somebody who wants to kill either America or our allies? Uh, so, I mean, there's a certain logic to all this that nobody in the Biden administration seems to be able to understand. Uh, and I, I think that uh, the other factor is, you know, it was it was good that President Biden had had a speech yesterday that he talked about Hamas being evil. But now the question becomes, so is the United States going to protect and defend Israel while they go through the process of defeating evil? Or 
Are we going to start, as the president did even in his speech, talking about the rule of law, uh, the, the, the fact that by definition, if the Israelis go into Gaza, Hamas is going to use civilians as shields. Uh, you know, you're already seeing parts of the world say, well, is this really proportionate? Um, you know, and, and I think what's, when, you, when you see somebody who kills 40 babies and decapitates a number of them, what is proportionate? You know, I think it is, frankly, uh, killing the perpetrators. And I think that the I wrote an, <clears throat> a uh, column that appeared in, on, on Fox uh, News saying, you know, the, the key here is to defeat and destroy Hamas. Anything short of defeating and destroying Hamas is a defeat. And we need to be firm. I hope the U.S. Congress will pass a resolution calling for the defeat and destruction of Hamas and backing Israel in doing that. Uh, John, you have a question for Newt Gingrich. Well, back to the home-based uh, Washington. What the heck is going on in Congress? Do you hear any rumors? Well, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, Steve Scalise apparently got a majority in the conference, and I think they will probably go to the floor maybe as early as tonight and see if he can get 217 votes. Uh, he won, I think, by 119 to 99 uh, and uh, so he he's now the Republican nominee to be speaker. And uh, they've now got to see, can they come, can they pull together? And uh, can, how and how much, how much negotiating, how fast can that happen? Um, and, and I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm watching like everybody else. Uh, but, uh, you know, he at least has a shot at it. And, and uh, they've got to get to 217 votes because they, they have a couple of vacancies. So 217 is the majority right now. Uh, but but I think it's still up in the air. I do think that the Congress, on a bipartisan basis, will be prepared to pass a very large aid package for Israel. And I suspect along with that, there'll be a, a Ukrainian package and probably for Maui for the disaster that happened in Lahaina. Um, and then I think that'll probably come up uh, probably by next week. And uh, Newt Gingrich, uh, Judge Weinberg has a question for you. Uh, Mr. Speaker, is there any possibility that some of the common sense Democrats, the so-called no labels Democrats, will have the courage and the moral authority to support the institution, the House of Representatives, and support electing a speaker now that we need a speaker more than ever to do legislation? No, no, not not without the approval of their leadership. And their leadership has a simple demand, which is drop the impeachment hearings, drop all drop all the investigations of Biden. Uh, and the Republicans can't do that. I mean, their base would go crazy if they tried to do that. So I, I don't see any way in the short run that they can solve this. You know, um, Newt, I want to ask you, too, uh, on the investigation front. Uh, it just came out recently that James Comer, head of uh, the House Oversight, that they said that they will look into the $6 billion uh, unfrozen, how that came about from the Biden administration, which... I th- we've all talked about on the show. I know uh, John uh, Katsimatidis and I just we find this baffling that this administration well, it, would ever consider it. Uh, where could that and, lead? And, and, no, look, there's a real scandal building. I just wrote a piece for the New York Sun uh, comparing Alger Hiss and Robert Malloy. Uh, <clears throat> Malloy is the guy who was uh, picked by Obama and then by um, Biden to head up the negotiations um, <clears throat> with with Iran. It turns out that he is very probably an Iranian agent. Uh, he brought three other Iranian agents into the government at very high levels, one of whom is now uh, operating in the assistant secretary for uh, 
special warfare. So they literally are in a position to be to be passing stuff on to the Iranians. And uh, when you read all this and you and you look at it, this is a guy who was in who knew uh, Lincoln, the Secretary of State, back in school years ago. Uh, the, the the level of Iranian penetration of this administration is going to turn out to be startling. And uh, people, I think, are going to look back and say, you know, that, that it, it now makes a lot more sense that both Obama and Biden were taking advice from people who were, in fact, on the side of the Iranians. They weren't on the side of the Americans. Yeah, that is so troubling. And, and the way that they have just, uh, it, it seems to, like, undercut at every turn, they don't even want to go by Iran. I don't know if you saw heard the news news at the beginning where John was saying CNN is saying that Iran was surprised at the attacks. Uh, they seem to be it's like the way they're handling China and the spy balloon. It's like they're making a, apologies. It's stunning. Well, well it, it is. And, and the, the, the fact is, everybody knew this was coming. Uh, memory first wrote about it in 2018 and said that they're going to come across the border, and they're going to come to kill civilians. Uh, we actually know that they were practicing how to do all this. The Israelis knew all that, and I suspect our intelligence agencies knew it. But everybody ta- told themselves, oh, they're really moderates. They're, they're, they're just doing that to scare us because they care too much about their economy, and they'll never really do it. Well, this is nuts. These, pe- these people are very clear about what they want to do. I, I just didn't, In the newsletter I just did on uh, destroying Hamas, I quote their leadership, not a single Jew will remain. Well, what do you think that means? I mean, when the Iranians chant death to America and death to Israel, what do you think they mean? They mean death to America and death to Israel. Yeah, well, uh, sadly, right, they're fanatics. Well, when you deal with people who are fanatics, it is useful to believe them and not try to make excuses for them. And that's why I think that we have to have an absolute obligation to destroy Hamas, uh, and then we have to and we have to be prepared to say to Hezbollah in the north that if you if you pick a fight with Israel in the current situation, that the whole purpose of that carrier battle group in the Mediterranean is is to just pound you into into the, the Stone Age. We we cannot pretend that we can negotiate. Uh, this is a situation where there are necessities rather than practicalities. Uh, everybody's going to say, oh, let's be reasonable. Well, no. What you have to be right now is accept the hard facts of destroying people who the President of the United States has called evil. And uh, this goes all the way back, by the way. George Bush described them this way in 2003. Yeah, Newt, we just have a few state. seconds left here real quick. Okay. Well, his own State Department then recognized Hamas. I mean, it's just nuts. Yeah, it is. Uh, Newt Gingrich, we love you. We just have a hard break here. Thank you so much oh, for being here. You. Oh, Newt, thank you so much. Former House Speaker Newt Gingrich. Everybody stay with us. Some new information on the money coming into Iran. That and much more after the break. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. 
A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on this big, huge news day. Of course, lots of money coming into Iran. Uh, so much for cutting them off. Uh, and joining us now to talk about all of this is Ryan Payne. He is, of course, the president and chief investment officer of Payne Capital Management. Also, you can hear him every Saturday on Steve Moore Show, More Money, 1 o'clock on Saturdays on WABC. And, um, Steve, I know that, uh, uh, Ryan, I know that, um, John has a number of questions for you, but first off, money that's going into Iran. Iran is making so much money on oil revenues, especially selling to China. So much for cutting them off. Yeah, I mean, and they're also at this point, uh, producing something like 3.1 billion barrels a day. So, uh, it's, it's unbelievable, um, you know, with all the sanctions we had on them before and to release those hostages to give them, you know, another $6 billion is pretty shocking. John, go ahead. Well, you know, I, at one point, Iran was doing a million barrels a day. Now they're doing, like uh, uh, Ryan said, they're doing 3 million barrels a day. So they have new riches, and 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 they're not feeding their people. In other words, the, the new riches are not going uh, to their people to, to, to feed them because their people are really, really upset. And on top of that, uh, the United States gave them $6 billion. So uh, I think they're using, uh, like Russia was using the Wagner Group as the Russian Foreign Legion. Well, this is Hamas is the Iranian Foreign Legion. And they're using them and using the money to pay the... Well, you think these people go out and kill themselves and get, to get killed? They're using the money to give to their families uh, that need money, and they're going out to do uh, uh, do what they're doing for money. They're, they're not, I, I, that's my opinion. Uh, Ryan, you, you, and we had a big day uh, this morning. Uh, inflation uh, uh, went up a little bit, a lot, more than they expected. But again, uh, in the last 60 days, oil went from $70 a barrel to $95 a barrel. And uh, in the last week, it went down again. So, Give us the, your opinion on the roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. I, I always say that. I say that the oil price, it fluctuates like your favorite ride at Great Adventure, right? <laughs> Everyone was calling for $100 oil a week ago, and now um, you know, we're, we're closing on $80 a barrel again. So it's coming down again. And I think that it speaks to that global demand, for the most part, is relatively weak. You know, my question is, you know, why would OPEC Plus be cutting if they thought demand was going to be strong? So, I mean, U.S. now is back up to like almost 13 million barrels a day. You know, our production is going up faster than demand this year. Um, so I think overall, and you look at the global economy, China still slow. So I think that bodes well for inflation in general. You know, if oil prices continue to, to moderate, um, you mentioned the producer price index today. It was a little hotter than expected, but it's still coming down month over month. And we have the consumer price index on Friday. I expect that's going to soften a little bit, too. So I think overall that actually paints a pretty good picture for inflation. And you know, we look a lot better than we did just a week ago. Um, and I could see those numbers continue to come down because, again, I don't think O plus uh, plus, uh, plus would be uh, you know, slowing their, their production if they thought demand was going to be strong you know, throughout the rest of the year. Uh, the other thing is uh, this morning uh, on uh, I was watching Maria Bartolomo's show. Uh, they didn't know if the zig or zag. 
and which way is the economy going? What what are you what are your thoughts of uh, is the if they raise interest rates? My opinion is if they raise interest rates, they're going to completely destroy our economy. Uh, what say you on that? Well, I think you know we got a big wake up call uh, with the ten year Treasury getting close to five percent, thirty year uh, Treasury bond hit five percent, and you had a couple of Fed officials talk about maybe. They don't need to tighten further. And I think they're getting the memo here, John. I'm an optimist. Um, I think there's a good chance they could be done with raising interest rates here because I think financial conditions, to your point, you know, they're, they're tight enough. And I think the Fed chairman, Jay Powell, wants to win. Um, you know, at this point, you got inflation moderating like we're talking about. Wages are staying relatively strong. So I think you know, we can have a soft landing here. And that's been my prediction all along. Everything. I pretty much, you and I have talked about on your show has come true. You know, you and I were two of the only people saying we probably won't go into recession this year. We haven't. I think it's a good chance we won't. I think the Fed will back off. In fact, I think they'll cut interest rates next year. Um, And I think they'll actually start to ease conditions as the economy begins to slow but doesn't fall off a cliff. Well, Ryan, uh, thank you for your comments. And uh, I look forward to talking to you every week, and uh, we'll catch up again real soon. And and you you still owe me a lunch. Oh, I owe you a lunch. I do. I do. (laughs) I'll call you tomorrow, John. You got me on that one. So (laughs) you're on, brother. All right. Wow. I wish I was getting a lunch there, too. That sounded like a good deal, John. Uh, And everybody stick with us. Will there be a new House speaker today? Find out some big news after the break with Congressman Mike Lawler. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Breaking news, WABC. And joining us now here on Katz and Cosby, also joining me here in the studio, former New York City Deputy Mayor Rudy Washington, also Judge Richard Weinberg. Um, let's go to it. Uh, we have Congressman Mike Lawler, of course, of the great state of New York. And Congressman, uh, big news today. First off, before we get to Israel, what's happening with the House Speaker? Will there be a vote today? Well, the conference had a election this morning uh, and uh, chose Steve Scalise as the Speaker designee. Uh, but you need 217 votes on the on the House floor and uh, you know, as of right now, it doesn't appear that he has those votes locked up. So, um, you know, it's uh, conversations continuing and, you know, we'll see what happens. But obviously we need to elect the speaker as expeditiously as possible so we can get back to the work of the American people. So does that mean you don't think a vote's going to happen in the next few hours or, or do we not know? I would be surprised uh, because I don't think the votes are there. Uh, and I think it would be foolish to go on the floor without the votes. Let me bring in Rudy Washington. Go ahead, Rudy. Uh, Congressman, has there been any discussion about the nuclear option or, or that one person being able to do a recall? Uh, you you mean in terms of the motion to vacate? Yeah, I, I yes, mean, that, yes. That's been a big, yeah, that's been a big uh, topic of conversation certainly over the past week. 
Um, but, you know, any rules change, I think, obviously would come uh, after we elect the speaker. So, you know, it's certainly been part of the conversation. I think there's uh, a push to do it. Uh, but, you know, I, I think the bigger issue, frankly, is not so much the motion to vacate and more uh, in understanding within the conference that you, you got to compromise with each other. you got to work together as a team. And if you can't do that, it's very hard to govern. Um, Congressman Mike Lawler, I want to switch topics because everyone's saying, boy, uh, we need leadership right now. The world needs leadership right now. Look at what is happening over in Israel. Uh, you have been really vocal, and I say bravo to you, Congressman, uh, about other Congress members, these members of these Democratic Socialist Group, the squad, if you will, like Ilhan Omar, um, some of her comments have been so anti-Israel and Rashida Tlaib couldn't even condemn the Hamas attacks. You think uh, you think they shouldn't maybe even be in Congress, right? I mean, what is your reaction? I think the world is stunned that we have a sitting member of Congress, multiple ones, who don't seem to think that Israel's under attack. And, and Rita, they, they wouldn't even deny cutting off babies' heads. I mean, I, it, what kind of people are these? It, it, it's unconscionable. Uh, they believe there's some sort of moral equivalency here. Uh, this was a terrorist attack perpetrated by Hamas, uh, backed by Iran. Uh, and these folks uh, act as though uh, Israel is at fault. Uh, the bottom line to me is if you are going to serve an elected office, if you are going to serve in the United States House of Representatives, uh, and you somehow embrace uh, these terrorists, either directly or implicitly, uh, it is shameful, it is disgusting, and you are unfit to serve. Uh, and if you can't even denounce, uh, you know, muster the courage to denounce babies having their heads chopped off, you do not belong in public office. Mike, it's, it's Richard Weinberg. Let me ask you this question. You're already starting to see, just within days, a demand that Israel cut back on its uh, defensive attacks, that the proportionality. I mean, what do you think about that? Isn't that, in my view, that's absolutely outrageous. What is Israel supposed to do with its threat? as a threat, which is an existential threat to their very existence. It's totally illogical and insane. Uh, Israel has a right to defend itself and to exist. Uh, and you are dealing with terrorists who want to wipe Israel off the face of the map. Uh, it absolutely is unacceptable. Uh, and we need to be firm and resolute in our support of Israel. There can be no equivocation here. Uh, and we need to make sure that they have the resources necessary, uh, both financially, militarily, and otherwise, uh, to defeat ISIS, uh, Hamas and uh, eliminate them completely. But, you know, Congressman Mike Lawler, um, as you know all too well, in New York, there are these massive protests. There were people in Times Square the other day shouting death to Israel. I mean, th that is stunning. Right after they were mercilessly attacked, as Rudy was talking about, the the, the images we're seeing are so horrific. Um, and then we have students. We have students in some U.S. colleges uh, saying the same thing. What do we do? What is going on? No question. I mean, the rise in anti-Semitism in the United States uh, has been a real challenge uh, for, uh, for years. Uh, and we've seen... Uh, more and more, especially on these college campuses. It's why I put forth a bill earlier this year 
to stop anti-Semitism on college campuses act after that CUNY law school uh, speech, which was an abomination. You see these statements coming out. uh, And as far as I'm concerned, federal dollars should never be used to support these institutions if they are going to allow this gross rank anti-Semitism to occur on their campuses, period. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, Congressman Mike Lawler, thank you for joining us, uh, especially on this big, huge news day uh, between the House Speaker, obviously everything that's going on in Israel. Uh, and thank you for defending freedom and defending Israel. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. John, uh, this is stunning. I, I agree with them. I feel so outraged that they're members of Congress who are bashing Israel at this time. Well, it's, you know, they're bashing Israel or right now. The other big thing that uh, that's happening is uh, they are threatening jihad against the on Friday, the 13th. Is it, what is this Friday? Uh, uh, all over the country, in our country, in the world. I don't know if you, you saw that yet. Yes, a day of resistance, these groups are calling, John. I, I mean, it, it is not resistance, a day of jihad against us. Oh, yes, you t- yes, I know uh, what you're talking about, John. Uh, there's a couple of meetings tomorrow with the uh, uh, New York Police Foundation uh, uh, to discuss terrorism. There's a new person in charge of terrorism in New York. John Miller is gone. I, I don't know who the new lady is uh, in charge of terrorism, but uh, we uh, uh, New Yorkers should be careful where they are and where in. And I'm not saying we should be scared. No, no way. We should never be scared, but we should just be careful. Uh, my old, uh, uh, my uh, grandmother had an expression that my mother used to tell me, uh, you know, one moment of uh, uh, of uh, being, well, how did she go? One moment of being protected, uh, protecting yourself, you'll live to be 100 or something like that. Yeah, no, better safe than sorry. Um, real quick, let me bring in, uh, we have Deputy National Security Advisor Victoria Coates, who is there, of course, in the Trump administration. She's with the Heritage Foundation. Uh, Victoria, um, I want to bring in also, uh, John just hit a really powerful point. Uh, this is just kind of coming out. It's the leader of Hamas just called Muslims around the world to embrace a day of global jihad this Friday the 13th. Uh, and saying, you know, uh, putting a word out, basically, obviously, for people to be careful. That's scary stuff. Well, Rita, good to be with you. And, and John, wish it was under different circumstances, but appreciate all the coverage you guys are, are giving this this horrible story. Yeah, I think everybody, particularly here in the United States, as well as in Israel, needs to be hyper-vigilant on Friday. And I think the fact that it's Friday the 13th, remember, these are the same folks who picked 9-11, for you know a spectacular attack and so so they're they like these these sort of play on date uh things and what's truly terrifying are the numbers that have been coming out of the biden administration about the number of very very questionable uh middle eastern folks who have come across the southern border that we know of from a very limited space and these are the people who have actually been encountered so the fact of the matter is we have no idea what's inside our country. And what Michal, what the leader of, of Hamas was basically saying is, is you want to send a message to everybody, to Israel and everybody who might help Israel, that if you help too much, we're, we're in your country and we're coming for you too. 
Yeah, but we haven't. You know what? I heard the speech yesterday. I watched it. My jaw dropped from the president. His message was anybody who, who interferes with Israel now, his word was don't. That's like a mother may I. I mean, that's like minor incursion, Victoria. You need to be tough. These people only understand strength and force. Sadly, they're ruthless. No, absolutely. And I thought I thought that was shocking. And then apparently the president in a closed speech today said that that he he told the Iranians not to not to go too far, not to to be careful, I guess, was the phrase he used. I was like, oh, so what they've done so far is somehow acceptable. You you can countenance what's happened in Israel. You can countenance more than 20 dead Americans, Americans now being held hostage, as well as just the unspeakable atrocities that were committed against Iranians. I mean, it's unreal. And when he talked about domestic security, I suppose I should be grateful he brought it up at all yesterday. But he just said we were going to be working with local law enforcement uh, to make sure everyone's secure. Well, that's nice. How about closing down the border so these people aren't coming into the country anymore? I agree. He did. He gave no nothing that makes us feel safe. It was it was shocking. Uh, Victoria Coates, uh, Judge Weinberg has a question for you. Welcome back to the show, Vicky. Let me tell you what troubles me. If Iran is doing this now and they don't have nuclear weapons, what are they going to do? And what happens to the world when they do have nuclear weapons? And why the Biden administration, following the idiocy of the Obama administration, keep pushing for a deal that will ratify their rights and their ability to get nuclear weapons? Well, Judge, you're 100 percent correct. Uh, and I think this is what I, those of us who understand a little bit about the true nature of the theocracy, the radical theocracy in Iran the problem with them having a nuclear weapon is they are likely to use it. I mean, they showed on October 7th they are willing to use all means to get to their goals, that, that no degree of slaughter is unacceptable or will give them pause. And so I think we have to, for our own security, assume that if they get a nuclear weapon, it's going to be in play. And that is an absolutely terrifying proposition. And it's why Biden's fecklessness, both in terms of pursuing the deal, but also in terms of allowing you know, tens of billions of dollars to flow into this country uh, and, and turn a blind eye to them. Last week, we were talking about the Iran Experts Initiative and how dangerous that was for prop- Iranian propaganda, making folks think they might be reasonable. There can be no doubt. After last Saturday, these are not reasonable people. You can't negotiate with them in good faith. Yeah, you can't negotiate with terrorists. Uh, That's the bottom line. Uh, Victoria Coates, thank you so much for joining us on such a big news day. You got to come back on again soon. We really appreciate it. Of course. Talk soon. Thanks, Rita. Thank you very much. And some big news coming up. We've got Andy McCarthy. Stay with us on Cats and Cosby. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we're back here on Cats and Cosby. All of us are just talking about these stunning comments uh, coming from one of the leaders of Hamas calling for a day of jihad around the world, as John Katsimatidis was talking about uh, Friday the 13th. Boy, is this scary stuff. Uh, Rudy Washington, you lived through this. I mean, you were deputy mayor of New York during 9-11 with Rudy Giuliani. This is scary. Yeah, I mean, Rita, as you know, I've been saying this will not end well uh, months ago when we started with this open border. Uh, but what I like for Andy, maybe Andy can give me some clarity on this. 
I mean, uh, under the Obama administration, in the middle of the night, we dropped off somewhere between $150 billion and $400 billion to the Iranians. And then now we have the sitting president leaves, and the public should remember this, we left $80 billion worth of weapons for the Taliban to be the largest what, uh, terrorist dealers in the Middle East. And we just heard at the beginning of the show, some of those weapons are ending up in Hamas. We and now, that right from and now we, we're doing $6 billion and using hostages as cover it, just to give them money. I, none of this makes any sense to me, Rita. It, it sure doesn't. Let's bring in Andy McCarthy, of course, uh, former assistant U.S. attorney. Andy, uh, you wrote, first of all, a really powerful column where you basically said, we got to understand these people to beat them. This is not cultural. This is a jihad. And uh, and you just heard, this is scary stuff, Andy, where we've got the leader of Hamas uh, calling Muslims around the world to use this Friday as a global day of jihad. Uh, this is, it's really scary. I feel we're, uh, to Rudy's point, our border is wide open. Uh, this is, we're heading to some really tough times, Andy. Let me just say, Rita, to Rudy's point, uh, I'll quote another Rudy, which is, you know, maybe when they tell you who you are, who they are, you should listen to them. Um, he, he's quite right also about the, uh, the last time with the Iranians, uh, that $400 million uh, was in Billion. cash. That, it, it, it was beyond, uh, you know, the other stuff that we gave them. We, may, we gave them stacks of cash so that it couldn't be traced. Uh, which is like to have a country to country transfer like that is unbelievable. But you're right, Rita. You know what? What I reacted to, I think, or was trying to react to, was this idea of calling them militants when, in fact, they're jihadists. And I don't mean that as as an insult. It's what they are doctrinally. Uh, their their goal, aside from extirpating Israel, is part of a broader program to implement their version of Sharia, which is which is uh, this Islamic law and societal system. They have a very fundamentalist vision of it, and they intend to implant that in the whole world. But uh, they have a special hatred of Israel. And I just think if you don't learn the history and what that all comes from, uh, we're going to get spun like crazy. I mean, they're already trying to spin us. And Andy McCarthy, uh, John Katsimatidis, you have a question, John? Well, you know, you say we've got the Ukraine problem now. Now we have uh, the Israeli uh, uh, problem. What's next after that, uh, Andy? Well, I think Syria is still a big problem, too. I'm, I'm very worried that uh, there's going to be a third front against Israel, and it kind of knits everything together because, you know, we're the broader context of this is this axis that's formed uh, between China, Russia, Iran, and Iran's proxies. We now know that, uh, for example, that some of these Hamas guys uh, were in Moscow about a year ago. Uh, there may have been Chinese weapons that were used in this operation. So uh, while what's going on in Israel right now is very frightening, uh, and it's going to be bad for a bit, uh, I think it's a real concern that this doesn't become a wider hot war. Everybody's talking about the second cold war. This is, this is a pretty hot war right now. Andy, it's, it's Richard Warnberg. I think you're exactly right. And I thought your column was excellent. Bernard Lewis, the English historian and political scientist said that this was really a war of civilizations. And that's what they see this as. 
This is not, this is just one step in a much larger program. They've made these strategic alliances and we're in serious trouble and we still haven't recognized this. We're still talking it down. What do we do about that? Well, I, I, what I've been trying to do, Judge, for 30 years is just explain it to people and hope that eventually it gets through. And the thing I find really maddening is that uh, because we had a very good judge in Michael Mukasey in 1995, uh, when I prosecuted the blind shake and the jihadist for the World Trade Center bombing, uh, we were able to prove in court that there was this doctrine of Islam that had a fundamentalist interpretation and that was mediated by very influential figures like the blind sheikh to young Muslim men who committed acts of terrorism. We were able to show that there was a straight line nexus. I don't think today the Justice Department would let you do that. And this goes to exactly the problem you're talking about, which is that we're going in exactly the wrong direction as far as opening people's eyes to this. And, you know, look, when they start beheading babies, if you're not going to sit up and pay attention and understand what we're up against, then you probably never will. Yeah, this is scary, scary stuff. Andy McCarthy, thank you so much. you got to come back on again uh, because, sadly, uh, this is not ending anytime soon. Uh, thank you, Andy. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Andy. Very much. Uh, John, uh, you just heard it. I mean, this is a, a war for well, civilization. One more, one more question that we should have asked uh, uh, McCarthy was uh, for the United States to 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 sort of say that Iran didn't know about it, and for CNN to push that, that Iran doesn't know about it, does that mean, <clears throat> does that mean that Israel does not have permission to take out uh, the uh, uh, the Iranian nuclear development program? John, hold on. We got uh, Andy still on there. Andy, you heard the question. Um, your thoughts? <laughs> I think part of the reason that the Biden administration doesn't want to admit what is obvious to everyone, which is that Iran is in this up to its neck and that it wouldn't have happened without Iran greenlighting it. If they acknowledge that, then, uh, you know, there's a lot of ramifications that flow from that that they don't want to deal with. Yeah, so instead they just seem to ignore the root of this. The knock out the nukes would, uh, you know, if Israel should do that, maybe. Yeah, what I, I, John, I agree. Uh, Andy, thank you so much. Uh, John, you're right. We got to get tough. Uh, John Katsimatidis, we love you. Rudy Washington, Judge Weinberg, what do we all stand for, guys? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and, and the American, American, way. American way. Pray for Israel, everybody. Pray, pray, pray for the America, too.